Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here and welcome to New Jersey is the World. Today, you're going to hear uh, one of our episodes of Jersey Dude Reviews Jersey Food. This is of course where the great Don Finelli reviews Jersey food. This is usually a Patreon-only show. Thus far, he's reviewed the great Jimmy Buss, originator of the uh, Nork-style Italian hot dog, White House subs down in Atlantic City, and today you'll hear it's going to be the Town Hall Deli, uh, the Essex County Sloppy Joe. Now, the reason we're bringing this out from behind the paywall is, first of all, we want you guys to know that we're doing cool stuff back there, but secondly, we've started doing some live events on the Patreon, and if you're downloading this the day it comes out, which is uh, Monday, April 12th, that means that tonight, that very night, we're doing a live food review with Don. And uh, the $5 patrons are allowed to watch it. The $10 patrons will be told ahead of time what Don will be reviewing so they can go out and get it as well. And then they can experience it together. We can all taste it together. Hear Don's thoughts as we process our own thoughts. It's a cool thing. And uh, speaking of those $10 tier patrons, I've got a few people I want to thank. Lucas Malone, Jacob Vernick, thank you. Peter Russell, always having my back, thank you. Otto Aiken, Josh Stecker, Mike Davis, Aaron O'Grady, thank you so much. Dan Alvarez, Bogart Avila, Andrea Quinn. That's who we're going to thank today. Andrea Quinn, who of course has been quite active and is our unofficial South Jersey correspondent here at New Jersey is the World. Anyway, patreon.com slash New Jersey is the World. If you want to check out the other food reviews and all the other stuff we got going on, enjoy Don's food review. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Jersey Dude Reviews Jersey Food here as part of New Jersey is the World, the collective known as New Jersey is the World, fragmented into a number of shows. And this is one, of course, that explores the great food ways of New Jersey. And I'll tell you, I was an American studies major at Rutgers, which was largely ridiculous classes. Um, but there was a lot of talk about food ways and this idea of, of sort of like using food as a sociological tool to talk about places and people. Mm. And we are doing that with an expert <laughs> in the sense that he loves food and grew up in New Jersey, <laughs> our expert, Don Finelli. Yeah, How man. are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm, uh, I'm all warmed up. I think we're always uh, transparent with our audience members. We just came off our White House subs episode. We're doing a bang bang yeah. here and uh, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped to do this. Let's uh, let's be clear. We taped our White House subs episode. We paused for about five minutes so I could open the garage door and pull my father's golf cart into the driveway so my <laughs> wife and son can use it. And now we're back. And we're talking about something really interesting. Mm-hmm. Few things to say about this. Um, we're talking about the sloppy Joe. Yeah. But what's important is that anyone not from northern New Jersey, maybe even not from Essex County, mm-hmm. thinks of the Sloppy Joe and they think of ground beef and yep. a lot of tomato-based sauce. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But there is an Essex County, New Jersey version of the Sloppy Joe. Mm-hmm. I want to put that out there. And two other bullet points I want to cover. One is there's two places that are really known for it. The Milburn Deli, a lot of people point to. There's a lot of obsession and love for the Milburn Deli and their Sloppy mm-hmm. Joe. And I sent you via Gold Belly, the great Gold Belly, um, yes. the Sloppy Joe from the Town Hall Deli. I did that because yep. they invented it. They're in South Orange, New Jersey. South Orange and Milburn yep. right next to each other. The other thing I want to cop to 
for a guy who has, you know, you know, grew up in Essex County, a lot of pride in where I grew up. I never had it. I never had the New Jersey sloppy Joe mm. always heard about it. Always mm. wanted to get it. Um, sadly, one of the things I think I always heard it was from the Milburn deli and you hate to say it, but West orange people kind of, when you're young and angry and have a chip on your shoulder, I don't think we liked Milburn, Milburn kids. <laughs> well, we'd go to Bill's army Navy store to buy clothes. Mm-hmm. Bill's army Navy store right. is great. I, I hope that place right. is still there. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like, eh, I'm not going to go all the way to Milburn for a sandwich. And I hate that. I, I feel like I grew up and grew out of that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you start to realize there's so much to offer and we got to get those chips off our shoulder. And I missed out. Now I don't eat meat. And <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah. Because I've always heard you it's an amazing sandwich. One, I know. You, and you texted me. You texted me some things we got to talk about. Should, yeah. we, should we go over the history of the Town Hall Deli and... Uh, and the sandwich. Yeah, do it. Go ahead. Yeah, you know more about that than me. Yeah, go ahead. And, and then I got to hear so much because the things you were texting me were. Yeah, I was. I was even, for, even for you. Even for you. Even for me. A lot. Okay. Were, yeah, a lot. Yes. We'll get to it. You are going to be thrilled to hear one of my favorite things is reading the names of people who founded longstanding establishments. Um, the best. Great history at townhalldeli.com. Can't read it all. Um, Town Hall Deli was founded in 1927. Wow. Uh, it was on South Orange Ave, right next to the town hall at the time, hence the name. It was purchased in the 1930s from the original owner by Don Brace Yourself. Like, honestly, hold on to something. All right. Fred Juiced and Hans Tiedemann. <sighs> like, let's just, yes. let's just call it a wrap right there. And then here's something crazy. Mm. Here's the legend of the Sloppy Joe, which is apparently in the 1930s, the mayor of Maplewood, one Mayor Sweeney, went to Havana, hmm. still open to Americans at the time. Apparently, there was a bar called Sloppy Joe's Bar and Eatery. Hmm. Uh, it was a place where Ernest Hemingway apparently used to famously hang out. And the proprietor was a guy named Joe. And the bar was always kind of like cracked out in a lot of disarray. So his nickname was Sloppy Joe. And there was a sandwich that the mayor had never had there. And he asked, uh, he asked Fred Joost, Hans Tiedemann, if they could replicate it. And he told them, coleslaw ham, cow tongue, Swiss trees, mm. lots of dressing, rye bread. And ever since then, that is the Soppy Joe that is known and loved. Yep. Uh, invented at the Town Hall Deli. A lot of people point to the Milburn Deli. I'm sure that the people from the da- Town Hall Deli, if they're hearing this, are going, stop bringing up the Milburn Deli. I, I'm certain there has to be a rivalry there. Oh, the best. And uh, yeah, they've moved a couple times. If you want to visit yourself, it's still in South Orange. It is, uh, as of 2013, it's at 74 First Street in, uh, in South Orange. And they, they tout a number of other things, cheesecake, brownies, rice pudding, all sorts of stuff. Store-baked breakfast muffins, cheesecake, crumb cake, chocolate mousse. Yep. Great uh, grilled cheese and Caesar salad. They also have a Godfather sandwich there, Reuben, thick-cut bread. Okay. Uh, everybody has a Godfather too, man. I know. We've got to talk about that. That's becoming more and more of a thing. 
more and more of a thing. We got to talk. About yeah, that. it's probably like someone started and just kind of trickled out like the, like these all do. And there's all the copycats and stuff like that. But the funny thing about like the copycats is in New Jersey, they're probably really good at what they do. They're probably yeah. like, oh, that's a really good. Oh, the Godfather. That's funny. I'll call it that, too. But I'm just going to make it better. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm, what's what's your God? My Godfather is roast beef, melted moots and gravy. Is that is that what your Godfather is or not? I because because it could also be an Italian sub, too. That's yeah, uh, I remember everyone's having Godfather's one. a little different. There's a place in the city I used to get them, and I think it, it was the general gist of it was what you just said. Yeah, roast beef. Yeah, yeah. Ted's North by me. Shout out Ted's North again. My one of my favorite places. They had a Godfather. It was like just thin sliced, you know, uh, roast beef, hot. It was kind of like a roast beef au jus, right? But just Italianized, right? Just a little bit more gravy and, and melted mutts on there. Almost like a That's French. Kind of like a fr- it was like French, a French dip, dip yeah. with cheese. Yeah, but better. I'm pause one second, um, just because I can't get my. For some reason, my computer's not charging, even though that... Oh, no. Up. I know what happened. Okay. Click that outlet on. Sometimes Chris walks like he's like 98 years old, like a 98-year-old Italian woman like walking through Sicily, like really <laughs> trying to get like her her scarf that just blew away really fast. I'm not making fun of you. Keep going, buddy. Okay. No, I, I, my parents' house, I always forget. It's one of these houses where the outlets don't turn on unless you turn on a light switch. And I fucking yeah, forget yeah, all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Godfather. Clearly, we have to cover that future mm-hmm. episode of Jersey Dude Reviews mm-hmm. Jersey Food, but today is all about yep. the Sloppy Joe. So, Don, were you aware of the Essex County Sloppy Joe before I sent one your way? 100% was not, but when I saw what it was, this is what I texted you, I was like, oh, every deli kind of has a version of this, and maybe some of the delis were almost like intimidated by me to call it a Sloppy Joe because they knew it would be compared to the, the OG, and I felt like here's where they backed off and just kind of called it something else. So there was always a sandwich and any of my delis that was like, we're going to give you thin sliced bread instead of like a, on a, on like a hoagie or, or a sub roll, thin sliced bread, like rye or white bread, something like that, whole wheat bread. Um, and we're going to put coleslaw on it and then some sort of meat and cheese. There was some sort of like special where it was like mm-hmm. coleslaw, turkey, you know, on rye, something like that, and mm-hmm. provolone or something. Mm-hmm. And, but they never called it a Jersey Sloppy Joe. I'd never heard of it. The only Sloppy Joe I knew is the one you were describing before. That, you know, uh, you can make a very good uh, vegan version of that, by the way, if you want. You make it with lentils instead of ground beef. Highly recommend that. Ooh. Um, that's Ooh. that's for another episode as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I love a good Sloppy Joe. Never heard of this. Had no idea what it was. So I've never had it at all. You never had it before. And I do feel, I do feel like this is one of those things you hear about it. It shows up, you know, when one of the great writers, Peter Genovese has been the food writer at the star ledger forever and just has guided people to just so many great places. He's written about them, but I still feel like this is not your Rutz hut. This is not your fat sandwich. This is not your Taylor Mm -hmm. ham. This is a, Mm -hmm. This is even within New Jersey. Yeah. A little bit of a... An, a it's on its own island, it feels like, right? Yeah. It feels it, like it's just on, it's not on the mainland. Mm-hmm. Notori- right. Notoriety-wise, this is not... Um, a little under the radar. A little bit under the radar compared to some of the other classic Jersey foods. So I'm so glad to get you something you'd never had before. Yeah. And I'm assuming at this point, we can probably even stop talking about it so much. If it comes from Gold Belly, it sounds like it ships well. Is that the case once again? Yeah, once again, it, it ships well. The funny thing, though, was 
you know, sometimes the other stuff that you sent me is just a little bit bigger and stuff like that. This was just one sandwich, right? But yeah. it's a it's a big sandwich. It's almost like <laughs> I want to go like eight by four, right? Wow, it's yeah. it's a big rectangle of a sandwich, and it and because of that, man, does it look intimidating when you open that box and that yeah. kind of cooler packet. It ships fresh, ships cold. Still insanely impressed. Always insanely impressed by that. Right? Yeah. Three over three thousand miles. It feels like I got it that day from my local deli. Yeah. Um, even though I don't really have one out here. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so that, but it was almost intimidating, Chris, because yeah. it's just there. It's the white paper, but it's also wrapped in like self it's all in plastic wrap too. And it's just sitting there. And you don't get intimidated by food. I don't get intimidated by, at all. It doesn't come with anything else. So Chris, you just open the package and there it is. It's the yeah. fucking rectangle of joy sitting there in front of you. And you're looking down at it and it's just barren. It's just like, all right, there's just nothing else here. I just took the sandwich. I, other things like come with this. And some some other places gave you mag. The Jimmy Buffs gave me a magnet. Gave me you know a little postcard. Here's how to cook it. A little more information. Nothing, Chris. Wow. Just uh, like just like the packing, sh- the shipping label, and a, a rectangle sandwich that weighed approximately three pounds. So three pounds is that I was an exaggeration? No, it was it was heavy. It's a it's a heavy sandwich, <laughs> but but not thick. But not thick. It's only about it's only about like two inches thick, right? So dense. So cu- so cubic inch wise. Let's do the math, man. What eight <laughs> by four by <laughs> thirty two times two? It's probably about sixty four cubic inches. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna throw that out there, and it's and and that's packed with 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 meat and a whole other goodies. So. It was a little intimidating taking it out. It was just like, oh, everything else has come as a little pomp and circumstance. This is barren. Okay. Yeah. So when I took it out and I unwrapped it and I kind of like took it out and saw it for the first time, I was a little like, okay, a little unimpressed. Like doesn't, looks a little, I I texted this to you. I was like, looks a little like bland. It's not colorful. It's all kind of like, you know, monotone and. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. all the all the colors kind of blend together. It's like rye bread and there's coleslaw, and then you mm-hmm, kind of see the meats mm-hmm. and you're and there's provolone. It's all the same colors, but it's this massive thing. And the beautiful thing that they do is they cut it into two by two squares for you. Yeah. Okay, and it's meant to feed three. I wonder okay. if that's a gold belly thing or if that's also a thing they do at the deli. I'm not sure. I, I'm my sense is that they did they did it at the deli, but I don't know. Maybe they did it at the deli just and that's how they package it. But I thought it was brilliant because it's kind of like finger food. It's it's really a smart yeah. way to do it. Not only that, it gives you like the, the perfect bite, right? It's a, it's their mousse bouche of a deli sandwich. Okay, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's it is perfect. If you don't know what a mousse bouche is, it's just like the start of a meal. It's that one bite palate cleanser um, or little appetizer that kind of gets you gets your palate going, gets your stomach uh, ready to receive the dinner. So it's like. I saw this and I was a little unimpressed, liked that it was kind of cut up, just how it looked. You know, the thing was, though, it didn't look necessarily sloppy to me. It wasn't overflowing. Right. Uh It wasn't like I was like, this thing should be soggy. I see. I see coleslaw all over like through this thing, but it's not overflowing. And it's not in the bread. What the fuck is going on? So you said and you said that, you were. Uh, it sounds like you were. Upon unwrapping, visually, it sounds like you were underwhelmed, maybe even disappointed. It wasn't. I wasn't disappointed. 
I was a little underwhelmed just by the look of it. That's all. Just because it all blended yeah. together. It's one of those things. I'm a little persnickety in my, like, how it all comes together when I eat. Yeah. And I think it needs to look good. Okay? Mm-hmm. Boy, Chris, was I wrong. Okay? <laughs> Was I fucking wrong? What a brilliant little, like, little Trojan horse this thing was. Really? Like, I took this, I took this thing out, intimidated, open it up, a little unimpressed. And then I start looking at it, okay? And I go, why isn't this shit sogged down? And why isn't this thing overflowing? No offense, Sloppy Joe, it doesn't look that sloppy. Okay, so I'll throw that out there. It doesn't look that sloppy. That's the brilliant nature of this goddamn sandwich. Well, now we've learned that it's named after a man named Sloppy Joe, who was just kind of a disorganized guy. Yes, right. You're thinking Sloppy Joe. You're thinking that overpacked meat. It's fallen out. So I'm like, oh, well, that's what they'll probably do. Like the coleslaw will be falling out. It'll be drenched in kind of like mayo juice. And, you know, the, the meat will be kind of slopped out. And yeah. this thing is pristine. How? Okay. And that's what kind of threw me. How do you have a pristine sandwich? Because coleslaw is a, Are you, a wet Shut up, food. Chris. I'm going to get okay, into it. Okay, I, okay, you okay. shut your mouth, okay? okay? okay. This is the brilliance of it. Because your reaction right there was my reaction. I went, how is this happening? <laughs> like, how is this not drenched? It went fucking 4,000 miles soaked in coleslaw. Here is the brilliance of this goddamn sandwich. And this is what blew my you mind. And I never shut up and you meant it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and let me tell you <laughs> about how brilliant, how the brilliant the construction of this sandwich is, right? Because I didn't get this. So, so first of all, I didn't. I was looking at. It, I was like, this is very interesting. And I grabbed it and I took a bite. Right? I'm not like, I'm not like going too heavy into like, why isn't this? I was like, I want to taste this thing because it does look good. Yeah. So. But let me tell you the brilliance first of it. Sure. And what I was most impressed with. I think it's rye bread that they use, but it looks like a white rye bread. It doesn't look too heavy. It's soft. It's nice. It's fresh. Okay. Huge. Then what is the next layer, Chris? You'd expect, okay, this thing's loaded. It's a sloppy joe. It's packed with meat and coleslaw and cheese. Yeah. What's the next fucking layer, Chris? The next layer is a nice... Go ahead. Oh, I thought what, you were asking you me to guess. I was going to say that when you think about a uh, coleslaw, I would think of that more as the garnish. So I would think that that's the top layer. It is not the top layer. What? The top layer, Chris. What is a beautiful slice of provolone cheese? A barrier or cheddar? Or it's like a what? It's a barrier. A cheese barrier? It's a cheese barrier. So the fucking <laughs> yes. it never gets socked out. You look so happy. It blew my mind. I have to because we're doing this on video. I have to tell you, I've known Don for I mean a decade plus now, mm-hmm. 11, 12 years, and I have to say, I've you are like actually radiating a glow that's visible through. A computer video stream. Chris, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. We're all going to fucking die soon. I'm going to enjoy how someone thought to create the fucking cheese barrier because they knew they were going to load on really good coleslaw and that center is going to get sogged down, but your barrier and base, your top and bottom of the thing, you still get a nice bite of fresh bread. You know what I mean? Which kind of ties it all together. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. It's cut perfectly. Nothing's overflowing. There really isn't anything sloppy about this thing. It could be, right? So it's bread, then cheese, then the coleslaw, then roast beef, like 
hacked in there, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Then another piece of bread. And what do they do again? Cheese, coleslaw, more meat. This time wow. turkey, right? I looked online oh, and turkey. you could you could get um you could ship tongue if you want. It's an extra like two bucks or something like that. Should, you have I a couple other options. That. I should have done that. I was so you know what? I was surprised that you didn't. I was ready for you to send me that tongue when I saw. I, I must have missed the option. If I believe me, if I saw there was tongue, I would have gotten you tongue. Yeah, there is an option though to get some more meats. Yeah. Well, you tell me because this is the most common one though. This is the most common one is roast beef and turkey. You you uh, I feel like a lot of people would go. Oh yeah, you would send them the tongue to gross them out. No, I know you well enough to know. You probably really like tongue. No way. Of course. Yes. I, I, absolutely. <laughs> I'll try fucking any meat, man. I've had like tripe before. Like after you have like tripe, like in your family, like if you're having like stomach lining, you, you can kind of eat anything. But like, you know, <laughs> the only thing I didn't really like was, was, uh, sweetbreads, like cow brains. Like I've had cow brains before. Yeah. There's just something like I, where at least the place I got it from, like they needed to crunch that shit up a little bit. It was a little too gross in my mouth. Um, but yeah, dude, this was, uh, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore at this point. Well, you just, but, and, oh, you can get different meats. You can get different meats. I think there's like fresh turkey, there's deli turkey, there's roast beef, there's beef tongue. There's a couple other options that you can get to, to kind of combo uh, the meats that you're getting. But as a two by two bite, when you bite into this thing, you're getting perfect bread, you're getting the barrier, and then really good coleslaw. And I mean, again, I grew up not liking... Uh, mayo or anything like that. This thing was fresh. It was crunchy, good acid, good kind of melting, you know, mayo taste to it. That's what a a good coleslaw, man. I like making coleslaw myself. I throw uh, mustard into my coleslaw a little bit, like good brown mustard. Yeah, yeah. I usually make it with yogurt a lot of the time too, like full fat yogurt instead of mayo. And the combo of full fat, like Greek yogurt and mustard and some red red uh, red wine vinegar and 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 lemon juice. Man, there's something about that combo. It, it there was a freshness to that coleslaw and a good nostalgic kind of like this place has been making fucking coleslaw for a while. They know what the fuck they're doing, right? Yeah. And then their meats were insanely tender, thin, sliced. Thin as fuck, man. So they can really roll it up and pack it on there, and yeah, then bread, more, more, more cheese, more slaw, uh, and then another meat. So you're getting. Bro- I got roast beef and, and turkey, man. What a combo! I haven't had something like that in a long, long time, and that bite was like one of the perfect two by two bites of a sandwich I've ever had. Period. It ever. was just like a. And you don't say that lightly. Honestly, no, again, and this could be me though talking, right? I I said last episode, I haven't had like meaty sandwiches in a while. Like if I'm going to get an Italian sandwich, I usually get a chicken cutlet, broccoli, rob, melted mutts. I throw some sweet peppers on there, oil and vinegar. That's my sandwich. Okay. So to to tell you where I'm coming from, I don't get a lot of cold cut sandwiches anymore. So I'm still like, um, like every time I have it, I'm like, oh fuck, man, I haven't had roast beef in a long time. And damn, is it good? Listen though. We all also know, I, I would have to imagine part of why, because you love foods, part of why you're not having cold cuts. And and you said, you mentioned you don't eat tons of meat anymore, but Mm-mm. cold cuts, when I was eating meat, as I got older and older, I start to avoid them because they can be bad. Well, they, they can be we bad. had them so much growing up, Chris, right? I'm sure you did. Yeah. Like I had them like almost every bologna lunch, like, you know, and, like bologna, yeah. ham. I'm like, listen, I got Italian stuff growing up too. So I'd have like prosciutto and sandwiches. I had some good stuff, but it's salty. There's nitrates in it. It's not great for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have a shit ton, it's super processed. The re- Italians don't eat that shit 
in bunch and all the time. Like, so, like I said, last episode, salumi is just meant as like a little appetizer course, a little yeah. salt to kind of open up your palate. There's just something you're just, it's just a little taste. You know what I mean? And in Spain, same thing, right? It's part of, you know, tapas. And it's like, you're not bloating it onto sandwiches and eating it every single is day. Is that to go back to our New Jersey dictionary episode of Wotan? Is that, um, is that why when somebody comes out and starts grabbing too much of the salumi that they become a gavone in everybody's mind? Yeah. Yeah. That's I think a gavone so. food. That's like if you're eating yeah, too I much. Yeah, I think like if if, they, if like someone's like taking if if there's like 10 people and antipasto's going like 80% to one person, yeah, they're your fucking gavone, man. Especially <laughs> if you're taking down most of the meats and all the fresh mutts. There's there's always that asshole that always takes the fresh mutts and leaves the asiago and provolone. You know what I mean? There's always that one douche and we put we put fresh anchovies in the middle. Those always like the, that person that gavone couple cousins will go in there and it's like all the fresh mutts is gone. You're just like, you sons of bitches, gavone. man. I think I've been yeah. the Gavone a couple of times, but I'll, I'll generally wait to see what's not moving. Oh, I 100% have. If stuff's not oh, no. moving, I, I, I dive in I'll there. go back. Now, we should have a whole episode or, or talk about it in the Q and A's about like, what's a good antipasto uh, or what we call antipast, right? We don't, we don't add the, we just say, well, what's a good antipast? And I can give you, every family has their little twist. Ours is anchovies yeah, yeah. Uh, that we throw in the middle. Uh, that we think kind of elevate it, but I always love when you get the hot peppers. I always love when you get the hot peppers on that plate, the little green ones. Unbelievably good, yeah. Pepperoncinos, yeah. You can throw them on, man. Even Any some pepper of those little, brine, man. I'm so good. It's even some so of those good. little pickles, yeah, like Cornish ends or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, like Cornish Jones type thing. Now, we, yeah, we never, we never, we never. I said Cornish hens. I think it's like did. Cornish Jones. <laughs> yeah, I was having your back and just moving on from that. But thanks, I buddy. I appreciate. Yeah. It. No, I, I want to get called out on my Cornish hen, like he used to get at medieval times. <laughs> yeah, remember yeah. that they get the. Of course, man. With your hands like an animal. Oh, yeah. Cheer for some metal head on a horse. Wait a second, Chris. Bringing that up. We have to have a whole fucking Medieval Times episode. What are we doing? Oh, we have to go there. We have to go to Medieval Times. I have a couple questions. One, you mentioned bread, cheese, coleslaw, meat, Mm -hmm. bread, cheese, coleslaw, meat. You didn't mention lettuce, tomato. No, I don't think that. Are they in there? I don't think there was any on there. I'm trying to think. I'm like looking at pictures now. I don't think so, man. I don't think you need. Why? In my eyes, I was like, you don't need that. You don't need anything like that because the coleslaw takes care of it all. Love that. Coleslaw is it all in one, right? Like it's 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 fresh cabbage, and it's it's kind of cooked by the acid a little bit, so it's not like fresh fresh. But like the acid kind of breaks it down enough so it becomes that's where it extracts a little water out there. So it's not just like this like mayo uh, acid burst, right? Like the acid breaks down the cabbage a little bit. It draws out the water a little bit. That's what makes it a little bit more mushy and stuff like that. But you still get the bite of the coleslaw. That's what's so impressive. You could ship this 3,000 miles, man. Yeah. The coleslaw still tastes That's insane. super fresh. That's actually insane. It is insane to me. To ship a, coleslaw, a largely coleslaw-based sandwich? Yeah, that's why I'm so like high, high on coal belly. Now, I got to ask you a couple questions, and this is going to get real nerdy, and it's based on how this show has kind of built thus far. Okay. Because there's something that you said that I love. Seeing your enthusiasm for the cheese barrier on those breads, there, I have to say, getting nerdy about food, to do something as simple as a deli sandwich and then to add just an unexpected methodology to it Yeah. when we all think we know what sandwiches are, because it's true. You don't really see cheese used as a way to keep wet ingredients off the bread. Mm-mm. We talked so much about bread. Jimmy Buffs, we said two words spongy mm-hmm. bread. White House subs, yep. same exact thing. You want your bread spongy. Mm-hmm. They cut this bread thin. Thin. 
talk to me about that because to have maybe the the wettest sandwich we've covered thus far, yeah, with the thinnest bread is another thing that seems to me like if we really want to be nerds about food, that seems incredibly skillful. And it sounded to me like something I'm really interested in. Yes, if I remember right, you said they actually let the middle piece of bread get soggy. Yes. You have to understand there's another piece of bread in there Talk and it's a different this. texture than the other pieces of bread. But it's the same it, type of bread. Same type of bread, right? So it That's slick. It's letting the middle do the absorbing, right? So it's like it's 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 the sacrificial bread if you want, right? It's the sacrificial bread that's in the middle that's going to kind of and I don't think it's a sacrifice for that fucking bread. I think that bread's partying its ass off. Like that is the best <laughs> place to be, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think if you have a thicker piece of bread here, I think it ruins the sandwich because I think you would I think you would get too much bread. Yeah. The reason why it's thin is because of the amount of coleslaw that they're putting on. Yeah. yeah. So if the th- bread's thicker, you're going to get too much bread. I think that's the perfect thing because I think the star of the show is that they really want you to kind of go through that middle part. Yeah. Right? The, the thin piece of bread is just to hold it all together and it's fresh and it's good. Whereas other things are like, that's the home of the thing. This thing's just like, we're just going to, we're just going to hold it together. It's going to be very lightly touching the sandwich together. The real good part of the bread is the fucking coleslaw soaked part that yeah. you like to dip in. You know, like you always have that piece of bread. Italians always have a piece of bread. It doesn't matter if you're eating pasta, you're always going to have a piece of bread. You're always going to have another, you know, piece of carb with you Uh to sop Uh up all the sauce, right? So (laughs) that's basically what that middle piece is doing. It's just sopping up the the coleslaw sauce. And I think it's vital, yeah. And it's Chris, it's basically like a club sandwich, right? If you think about it without like the- Well, I was just going to ask you, this is- Going back to what we talked about last episode, that club sandwich at my diner. I was like, oh, this is very similar. This is the it's part a triple where decker. I'm overthinking it, though. I want it because, again, Club Sandwich, Triple Decker, we've all had that. But in my mind, generally what I think of when I think of those Triple Deckers is it's almost like toast. It's usually more of like a toasted bread, mm-hmm. top, middle, and bottom. Yeah. Tell me if I'm overthinking this. It sounds like there's a thing with the uh, Town Hall Deli Sloppy Joe that's subtly brilliant, which is that you have the top two pieces of bread mm-hmm. the same, Serving the function bread serves in any sandwich, but to let that other piece of bread get soggy instead, it's almost like a sandwich where one of the ingredients is the bread. It sounds like yes, like there's a piece of bread that's part of the filling. Yeah, right, right. Because it's prepared and presented differently. You know what I was thinking? You were you were talking. I was like, you know what they might do as well? It all, or at least it feels like they do. Is like they make the sandwich and then put like a fucking heavy brick on top or something because it's compacted. Damn, you know, there's something. I don't know. Like maybe it's just in the packaging or because it was wrapped up hard and it traveled. You know, wrapped up really tightly and it traveled three thousand miles. I think it like added to it because it's a really packed sandwich so that middle piece of bread like you said is like almost another it might as well be another piece of meat or something like that uh it's like another part of it that absorbs everything that kind of keeps everything in check um that i'm like thinking i'm like man this feels like a really like the sides are compact the top is compact down it's a heavy ass brick of a sandwich and that's why they're maybe making those two by two pieces because like that two by two piece is filling (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it is 
actually, I mean, my wife and I took it down so fast. We could not stop the whole it. thing. The whole. Th- so Laura liked it as well. Oh, she loved it. Yeah. She, she took it down. She took it down the night we finished it the next day. It was, but we took down, I think six out of the eight wow. pieces. Like then and there we're like, we can't stop eating this. And let's go back to the ingredients too. Like I'm sure their roast beef is top quality roast beef. I don't know, but there was something like very good that it ships well and it, it kind of melts in your mouth in a way. There's just something about that bite, dude, of the of the coleslaw sogging into the meats a little bit, but not drenching them. I don't know. I think I think the brilliance of the sandwich is that cheese barrier and how whatever's going on in the middle just feels like this like perfect kind of compact. A flavor bomb, you know what I mean? That you yeah. like bite into, that you're like, damn man, the texture's just perfect here. The crunchiness and the and the freshness is taken care of by that coleslaw, though. Yeah, you know that brings it that that that's the thing that brings it all together. You really don't need anything else, well, any other condiments or anything like that. The enthusiasm with which you're talking about this is getting my mouth watering because yeah, to think about a sandwich where you bite into it and it's got crunchy coleslaw and then a well-packed meat and then a soggy piece of bread and then more coleslaw. Just those mixtures of textures alone yeah. sounds really pleasant to eat. Not only that, dude, I can't, I can't emphasize enough that the meats were so thinly sliced, yeah. like almost paper thin. Wow. And the Like how elderly folding, people like it. Like, I don't know if you know how like, um, uh, oh, what the hell is that? Um, Oh, oh, uh, phyllo dough is made <laughs> like, like, like a phyllo dough is made by layering, stretching out the dough, layering cold butter. Then you fold it, right? Then you kind of fold it again. You keep pressing that down. So there's like multiple layers of cold butter in their thing. It almost felt like they did that with the meat minus the butter part where it's like <laughs> you slice it so thin and then it just ribbons almost infinitely on top of each other. So then when you bite onto this thing, it's like airy, sweet, and really easy to eat. There's nothing chunky about the meat. It doesn't get stuck anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's so thinly sliced and beautifully ribboned on top of itself that I'm like, man, that's fucking impressive. How they cut, how, how thinly they slice that meat. I'm like, how much meat had they, did they go through to, to just, how many times is this ribboned on itself? It feels like, Almost infinitely. Yeah. Um, Del Posto, this really great restaurant in, in New York, probably my favorite Italian restaurant there. Shout out Lydia Bastanich or the Bastaniches. Um, they they do this like thousand layer that uh, they used to. I don't know if they do it anymore. It's like a thousand sheet lasagna. Um, and it's like lasagna is truly with like 50 layers. And it's like kind of only like two inches, three inches thick. Wow. Uh, it felt like that with meat. I don't know if anybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about, but there was just something about how that meat. So I don't want to underestimate, like, listen, the coleslaw, the bread and all that stuff, how the meat is sliced and ribboned and folded on top of each other makes that thing. So it doesn't, so the, so the, so the coleslaw is not seeping through the whole thing. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. There's like, it's like mini barriers that it's putting in by slicing it thin and folding on top. It's not just one slice of roast beef, two slices of roast beef. Cause then that, then that um, coleslaw can kind of drip down and all that stuff. That's why I was looking. I was like, why isn't this thing fucking sloppier? This is perfectly constructed. That's why. It sounds like it's actually the opposite of sloppy. Yeah, it should be sloppy. Is the thing. It's, it's, They should be called this the should be sloppy Joe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, but it is not. That's what kind of threw me off the first time I saw it. I was like, huh, that's weird. And not what I thought. 
Dude, I just keep thinking too, you know, you think about a sandwich you make at home and if you threw lettuce and tomato on top, we all know you do bottom layers, whatever the sandwich is, then cheese, then mm-hmm. lettuce, tomato. And what happens, yeah. that top piece of bread, if you're using white bread, whole wheat bread, always picks up a little of the water content from the lettuce and the tomato. That top piece yep. of bread by the end of that sandwich, always a little grosser yep. than the bottom piece. Mm-hmm. You just think about it. Oh, if you put the cheese on top, yeah. it protect your bread. Like Wu-Tang protects their necks, you protect your bread. (laughs) But specifically for this sandwich too, because, because it's loaded with, with like a mayo, with a coleslaw or something like that. I think that's where the genius comes in, right? There's other things like you kind of want the bread to kind of soak in a little bit of the oil and vinegar. That's part of what the, why you get the thicker bread. But this is like the bread on the outside is not supposed to absorb it. It would be too sloppy. It would be too hard to eat. Um, This sounds to me, I have to say, and it, I mean, you have spoken glowingly about everything we've covered thus far, but this is one where I get an impression because, you know, um, when you guys visit family, I know that Laura is not too far from South Orange. This sounds to me like a place where if you guys had like an hour free, you might go. 100%. Yeah. I'd go back Let's there. skip yeah, over to absolutely. South Orange. More, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And no offense to the other places, but the sense I'm getting yeah. from how your face is lighting up. Yeah, and how yeah, fast yeah. you're talking is that this is the one thus far that, and maybe it's because you never had it before. That's got to be a part of it too. Yeah, that, I haven't had it before. I didn't really know what it was. I haven't had like a, a you know like a deli sandwich in a, in a while, minus minus you know White House. But this is completely different, right? I haven't yeah. had like a meaty sandwich before, cold, cold cold cuts in a long time. And the idea that there's other, other and quote unquote weirder types of meat you can get in it, I bet that's just like. It, it making you itch. Oh, well, chef's kiss, man. And and if I do go back home, I'm definitely getting that fucking tongue. I got to, <laughs> especially if it's the original. And it, and you know what? It totally makes sense that it's from fucking Cuba, man. Like, yeah. I mean, a good Cuban sandwich. You have your good ham. Like it pressed. There's some uh, pressed, right? There's something about that that's like, yeah, that that's like one cooked meat, one like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's something there. It makes a lot of sense. Like, I did not know that. And once you said like Havana, I was me like, yeah that it, this sandwich makes even more sense now to me. And I would love, I mean, down the line someday, if we're, you know, still doing this at some point, we got to get to the Milburn deli as well. Oh yeah. See what happens. That's a great yeah. idea. That's yeah. a great, idea. you know what? We should do a bang bang in one day and do a side by side comparison. We have to do That's that when you're in New really Jersey because gold belly is amazing, yeah. but it ain't cheap. So no, I'm with you, brother. Yeah. I'm with you. But anyway, listen. I, Glowing reviews, though, man. This is this yeah. is. I would highly recommend this, especially. I, I don't even know if this is like a a taste of Jersey or something like that. I think it's just like a fucking dope ass idea for a sandwich. They execute it perfectly. They've obviously been doing it for a long time. There's obviously a lot of thought put into this. They're using quality meats. They're putting it on you know on correctly. Like I think it's fucking worth it just for like the the block of sandwich that you get. Uh, and altogether, yeah, aces. I'm going to say something very pretentious, but you're describing something so simple that seems like it's done kind of brilliantly. Yeah. And in a way, and I'm not putting these people on the same level, who knows, but it's the same thing I loved when I watched Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Yeah, right, right. About how his, his whole philosophy was like... Yeah, get the best fish, I'm, it's, prepare it simply. I'm not doing anything mystical. Mm-mm. I really think hard about rice. Yeah. I work with someone else who thinks even harder rice is yeah. their thing. Yeah. Sushi's my thing. Yeah. I want to work with the person who thinks even harder about rice than I do. And I want to do rice as correctly as possible. You nailed it, man. I want to do rice right. 
Yeah. I want to make a deli sandwich mm-hmm. that nails things in a certain way beyond what you might get. And dude, to have a sandwich that's neat too, we all know a New Jersey deli, South Orange has a little downtown, Seton Hall University's there. There's a train station there. At lunchtime, they're probably slinging dozens of these things every day. Oh, yeah. And I bet a place like this, they all come out pitch perfect the way you're describing. I bet. I you- wonder, dude, guys, please call in and tell us, have you eaten here? Yes. And like, is Great it call. what I'm describing right now? Yeah. I want- is it this good? You if, know what I mean? Absolutely. If you've been there in person, we want to know 973-780-4660. If you've been to the Milburn Deli, you want to talk about how they compare. If you've had it with the other types of meats, if there's other places you know of that are doing this a little more under the radar than the uh, the two really well-known ones. Or calling it something else. Yeah, calling yeah. it something else. Other similar types of sandwiches out there, 973-780-4660. And again, it is a, as an Essex County resident, it is a big Achilles heel in my Essex County credibility that I've never been. I want to hear what it's like at lunchtime. I want to hear if that sandwich still comes out. And Don, even just, I, I don't even eat meat anymore, but man, you're making me miss it with this one. And I'm thinking, getting this with just a bag of chips and a pickle on the side. Oh, dude, come maybe on. Maybe a Boylan's black Fucking, cherry next to it. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. And you lick know they got my all that ass, shit. of course. Did you just say yes. lick my ass? Yeah, I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> it just, okay. it just okay. seemed right. Uh, that seems like a derogatory thing, but it, it just for some reason it just said I mean, it felt like a Jersey thing. You've to told say. me to shut the fuck up and to lick your ass while talking about a sandwich. So, again, 973-780-4660. New Jersey is the world. Don, we've got a few minutes in this. And, you know, we usually aim for about an hour. We've got a little time before we play yep. our game. And it's so clear. Yep. This is, I mean, you've said outside of the Jersey thing, everyone should try this sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you because one of the things I really love about you when we talk about food, um, and I, I feel like this is a thing that Anthony Bourdain was really great at too, is one of my heroes. We've dropped, well, we've dropped the fact that. You've gone up to Daniel Barber's farm. We've dropped yeah. the fact that you will eat at Del Posto. These are like oh, yeah. Michelin star level mm-hmm. places. You seek those out. Yeah. You also appreciate an Italian hot dog, a deli sandwich. Oh, yeah. That seems very Bourdain to me. And I wonder if you could talk about, and again, not that you're a pro at this and not that you're- Far from. You know, but- I'm sure they can tell I'm not a pro at this at this point. No, no, no. But I, I, I also think- <laughs> A lot of passion though. No, exactly. And everybody listening to this, I think will say, probably just went, if they're, if they're listening to this, this segment of New Jersey's The World, I bet they're going, Don, don't sell yourself short. Because you talk about, just the rant you went on about the meaning of diners was like, <laughs> you know, why people think food matters more yeah. than just, you know, sustenance. So- Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit about that of- how do you view, like, if there's a spectrum of food that Del Posto and the Town Hall Deli both lay on, mm-hmm. is it something, how do you classify those? How do you balance those as far as your interests? What what matters? There is no, spe- yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? I, yeah. The, what What matters is the experience of it for me, because there are flavor combinations that I like to be surprised by and that I've never had before. So some of those like Michelin star places, those they're putting together the, the, you're talking about your dreams of sushi. They're, they're putting it together with so much thought and so much skill 
that when you taste it, you go, what the fuck? Like there's this instantaneous connection to like br- the brilliance of what it is. Yeah. So this is immediate, like, I've never had this before. I've never tasted this before. I didn't know this could happen. I was surprised. All these things blow your mind. The level of, like, just skill, right? So that's, like, one area. But it's experience, right? I bite into a, a Jimmy Buffs hot dog. I get the same joy yeah. because now there's more of a nostalgic feel, right? So I guess the spectrum is, does it make me feel connected to who I am? And what I know already, and what I love, and does and and the opposite end is what what have I not experienced yet, and what and that that beautiful new thing. No difference than hearing your favorite like a new song that you just fall in love with. No difference than any art where you see it for the first time. You go, didn't know that could happen. Didn't know people could do that. Right? Someone's pushing the limits on something. You have to respect uh, respect the craftsmanship and the the level of thought that goes into certain things. So one end nostalgic, one end surprise me, uh, happy to be surprised, wanting to be surprised, wanting to kind of go like, I like to push limits. I like to like, I love people that just swing and miss. I'd had a whole podcast on failure. I think it's vital. Uh, you are gracious enough to be a guest on that multiple times. It was, I, I love people that take huge swings mm-hmm. and when they land, I want to be the first person there to be like, I applaud you for fucking up xyz times trying so many different ways to do you know this and it's like i just got a new fucking pillow man and like the 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 people were like hey we tried like 50 60 different types of pillows before we made this pillow for you we tried you know 170 different sleep positions before i was like okay there's a level of fucking thought and craftsmanship going into this thing i mean they could be you know blowing smoke up my ass, but I believe in when I use the goddamn thing. So I brought pillows into this. I didn't mean to, uh, that's a spectrum for me though. Right. It's an experience though. It's an experience spectrum. I, I, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And there's romance to both, right? Yeah. Putting on a nice shirt, going to a place that requires you to like look good. Saving up my goddamn money. The first time we yeah. went to Del Posto was Laura and I went, whoever books a commercial first, we're spending some of this money. That's on- Yes. Del Posto. And it's whoever, whenever someone booked a commercial, we go to Blue Hill, we go to Del Posto, we try another Michelin star restaurant. It's just, we have that, that is important to us. And it has nothing to do with the, in fact, you know me best. I have no interest in the, um, status, kind of this, what it shows status. us. You're not trying to you go and it. say, I, I eat at Del Posto. No. In fact, I think you'd be embarrassed about that. Yeah, I'd be embarrassed by that. I am embarrassed by that aspect, especially when I look around and I go, wow, there's all these rich people that, are, that have no idea. They're just, this is just a normal dinner for them. Yeah. Right. This is and their I, daily I don't go like, fuck, Yeah. I don't go fuck you or anything like that. There's just something about me where I go like, I'm appreciating every single moment. Yeah. I remember a lot of that Blue Hill Mill with you and with, oh, with you, Michael and our, absolutely. our, our wives. So it's like, there's a, you know, they brought us into another room where they just like cooked mushrooms and cow shit and it was delicious. Do you know what I mean? This is where we make our bread. We, Dan Barber made his own wheat strand. It's like, it's called Barber wheat. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And we see him hey, berating I, I someone. I was like, Institute. I love every second. People come out. Remember people came out and they showed us bread and they're like, we've been working with the bread Institute to develop strains. And we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. They showed just that, that, that personal experience. Like, I'll by. pay a lot of money. Yeah. 
Yeah. Remember that? I'll pay a lot of money for that shit. Yes, dude. It was insane. They were like, we do composting and it generates heat. And here's, here's a dish we cooked with the composting heat. I'm like, okay. Get up from your table. Here's a separate room that we're going to take you into to eat it here. Right. So it's all about experience for me, but that's no different than going into the white manna, right? Smelling the fucking oil, sitting down, going into your favorite diner, because that's the other end of the spectrum. That's comfort. That's reliability. There's something nostalgic. You're connected instantaneously in a bite of food. You can time travel, Chris. You can time travel into the future. If you've never had it before, you can time travel into the past. All those great meals that you've had as a kid growing up at your local spots. Right. And I see them both as a great experience and a necessary experience to balance out. And let me ask you this, and this is all, all assumption. It's your opinion and then coupled with a massive amount of assumption. You look at whoever, you know, whoever is the pastry chef at the Waldorf Astoria. Mm-hmm. They have studied most likely in France. Mm-hmm. They have apprenticed under a number of other master bakers. Mm-hmm. They have worked in a number of kitchens in high level places to even get up to that position. Right. Um, if they, if they do their job well for long enough and they someday break off and start their own place, this probably creates buzz in the culinary world just because it's them doing it. Mm -hmm. Point being, you go to school for this, you master it. That type of cooking is an art. I would never deny that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the question I have is, do you think a place like the Town Hall Deli or Jimmy Bus, like Jimmy Bus, you walk in there and you see that griddle and you see them, it's every, they mm-hmm. just toss it all into to grease and they shove it all into the bread mm-hmm. and they put it in a bag and you're on your way. Is there an art to this style of cooking? Because the Jersey style of cooking is much, there's fine dining in New Jersey. You go to Montclair and Red Bank and yep. Jersey City. Certainly you can find a lot of places oh. with fine dining. But if yep. I'm thinking the culture of New Jersey... I'm thinking a little bit more yeah. grease. I'm thinking a little bit more, you order it over a countertop. Is there art to this type of cooking in your opinion? And another question I have mm-hmm. that is purely subjective and purely assumption, if that pastry chef from the high end place, and the Waldorf I think has a notorious mm-hmm. like food pastry in particular thing, I think if I remember right, unless it's the four mm-hmm. seasons, one of them, I forget which. Mm-hmm. Does that shelf go into a place like that and appreciate any sense of artistry that might be there. Yeah, I think so. I, and I, you've seen it with Bourdain, you've seen it with David Chang, you know, like these guys are top level chefs that are kind of, you would they're like, oh, they're slumming it in a way. And it's like, no, 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 no. They're getting experience, man. I, I got to go back to experience. And I think those places, yeah. So is it Jimmy Buffs? Is there some sort of artistry going on? Yeah, because art is like whatever the fuck you define it as. You know what I mean? Is there beauty in the communal aspect of it and, and getting and creating a nostalgic uh, chain in your head? You know what I mean? Like, like you know, notching off little nostalgic uh, goodies in your brain. Yeah, that's an art. Like you can go anywhere. Why do you go to the places that you go to? I'll I'll say the chi of shit. I'll bring it every up every episode. There's something <laughs> chi? special. Chi. We got chi. We got chi. Uh, yeah, there's something special about the flavor because it instantaneously brings you back to, you know, where you grew up. And those good memories, you you don't, a lot of the times you try to block out the bad memories of the past. They're ingrained in your brain, but you try to block them out. You remember the good memories. Someone dies, you're 
usually remember the good stuff right away over the bad stuff. And even if you had a bad relationship with them, your brain almost tries to find the good stuff. I don't think it's any different with food. There's this, there's these chains that can, I, I just think it's time travel, man. And, and listen, Adele Posto and a Jimmy Buffs, like there's something about the, the, those simpler places that are more inviting, right? Like they're communal. Oh, I like feel uncomfortable. Communal, when right? we went to Dale Barber's farm, I felt uncomfortable. Right. But this is not to say that they're not inviting. It's just oh, you yeah. feel maybe more out of place, right? So the really good high-end places make you feel like, don't worry, buddy. You're, whatever you're doing is good. That's why I love Del Post. You can walk in there. They, if they read you well. These people are professionals. If they see you're a little uncomfortable, they know to go up to you. Hey, here's the menu. Don't worry about a thing. If they see you're like, I'm a high roller, treat me like with respect. I'm going to buy a thousand dollar bottle of wine. They know how to kiss your ass, right? Perfectly in a good way. They know respect. There's respect, right? Like, let's go back to respect here. The places I like to go respect the food and respect your, their customers, right? Jimmy Buffs respects their fucking process, their food. You can call it an art. They respect their fucking customers. If they don't respect it, then you can taste that. They go, Oh, you put love, you know, people put love into the food. It's respect that they put into the food. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. They respect mm-hmm. their ingredients. They expect, they respect where they're coming from. They respect who's eating them, right? They, they respect how it's presented. They respect that it's hot when it comes out. You know what I mean? They respect every, cause it's not just the cooking. It's where you're getting the food from the process yeah. on how to make it, the actual cooking of it. What do you do right after it's cooked from before it taught when, when it's finished to the person's mouth, there's that whole you know, time that takes place. Is it sitting on a counter for too long? Is it sitting under a heat lamp for too long? There's all those best places have those thoughts. And why those quick joints are quick is because they they don't have fucking time, man. They want to get something out fast. You know, this is for people that are working. This is for people that don't necessarily have time to kind of sit down and be wined and dined. They need food. They need substance. They need to be good. And they need to fill them the fuck up so they can work for another six hours, right? Uh, so they can do it all over again tomorrow. So I don't know. It's a big long rant, but I think, I think it comes back to respect. Right. And on that spectrum of experience for me, it's all the places I love. There's some sort of respect town Delhi respected, uh, town hall respected, uh, this fucking sandwich. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is, this is a respectful thing to give people, I think. And you can just see it as a sandwich, but there's respect behind that. And I, I'm all about that shit. I, I appreciate that shit. I love it. Let's play our game. All right. What a beautiful, what a beautiful, and uh, man, just to respond to what you just said though. And again, I don't think I'm reaching for this. When we celebrate New Jersey and you think about blue collar and white collar mm-hmm. and how very often I would have to imagine that this state more than a lot of places, those people come across each other Yes, just because of the density of yes. this place. Yes. And they rub elbows more, it, it, no doubt. Yeah, and there's certainly, you know, there's rich areas of the state where, you, you know, there's a gate. Country clubs, we got it oh, all. Yep, gated you'll communities. Drive, you'll drive past a house that's a gate and a driveway that goes so long that you can't even see the house. Like, to another the, gate, yeah, yeah, to another gate. Probably. There's that level yeah. of wealth, certainly, and there's certainly people who live, you know, on the total other end of the spectrum, but they might just eat at the same places, and they might... yeah walk down the same blocks and, and it, it ties in when you talk about that respect, it's a very, very, uh, 
I, I have to imagine a lot of the best places in New Jersey. That is probably one of the defining aspects. Well, like Laura's like local, like local joint, like breakfast joint, like Colbert is eating there. Colbert is from Mon- like lives in Montclair. Like she saw, yeah. she used to see him there all the time. John Stewart, like a lot of th- guys, yeah. you know, a lot of famous people live out in Jersey Yeah, and you'll see them at the local joints. You know what I mean? People kind of know not to bother them either. There's something about that. Like I, I've never seen people taking selfies. Yeah. In Jer- oh. You know what I mean? There's just something about the people who are like, yeah. cool. There's that person. Hey, I saw, you know, I saw Meryl Streep walking down the street. You're not going up to her being like, let me take a selfie. No. It might be more of the culture now. Like we didn't grow up with that shit. Right. Like they, that wasn't even a thing when we were growing up. Yeah. But I still like when I was living in Jersey, I never saw, you'd see famous people every now and then walking around, you know, but they're always at the local joint and they're always with their kids and you just knew to leave them the fuck alone. Well, yeah. And I, I think the outsider perspective and there's truth to this, it might be like, what you fucking think you're such a big shot and that's a Jersey <laughs> attitude. And there's some truth yeah, to that, yeah. but there is also a level of leave them be, just leave them be. Yeah. Let them do their thing. Yeah. Let them do their thing. I bet you your conversation is much more interesting than what they're doing anyway. You know what I mean? Like you got enough shit to talk well, about with the person that's across from you. So, Dude, let's transition to diners. I'll tell you this story. Yep. And I'm not comparing myself to Colbert or Meryl Streep, but mm-hmm. there was a stretch where I was on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. Like 2016 and 17 in particular, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I just booked a bunch of stuff and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially, dude, I was on two episodes of The Office as a small character. That show's on all the time. Right. I don't know how the main cast members of that get through the day because yeah. people will stop me and be like, you're Dwight's friend with the pipe. I'm like, I was on that show for like eight minutes total. Yeah, they have super fans. So I think they, I think super fans also appreciate the side characters more. But there's also, it's also one of those rare shows that like multiple generations of people, uh, like multiple, like Gen Z kids love that show as much yeah, as- Yeah, like Seinfeld. It's on all the time. Exactly. It's, it's accessible. Exactly. It's accessible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And dude, I was in the city once having a real bad week. And I went to the Olympic Flame Diner up on, uh, I think it's 10th Avenue and 59th Street, 60th Street. Mm-hmm. I'm eating by myself. And that's a pretty good diner for New York standards. It has a lot of the Jersey qualities intact and I'm eating by myself. And I get tagged in a picture where somebody goes, look who I just found. Let's guess what, let's guess what he's eating. And it's of me in that diner while I'm eating there. Weird. And- Dude, I'm not trying to sound like a baby, but it made me feel like I was being, like my shrink had to hear about it so much. And she's like, so what? So you like have done enough cool shit lately that people know you. And I'm like, no, like I feel like I'm being watched and followed. And I'm someone who's dealt with anxiety and paranoia and used to think cops were following me and was on medication for antipsychotics for, and we figured that out. But to go back to what you said, that would not happen in a New Jersey diner. I just do not think it would. And I, I, I one agree with you, and two, I think also what you were feeling was vulnerable because you were probably in a place that felt safe. So to be, it's almost like someone took a picture of you in your shower, exactly, and you didn't know because a diner you felt exposed. Did, it's a diner for uh, for someone that's from New Jersey. We talked about it last episode. This is a place of solace, and you can go to your hometown diner. If you go to another diner, though. There's something about it where you're like a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more comfortable, and you really don't want to like, you want to run into like friends and people because that's what normally happens. But that level of exposure I could feel could be very naked. I'm, I'm sorry you went through that, but no, that's, that's, that's got to be a little bit, that's, got, that's, that's fucked up, I think. And look, the last thing I want to do is come on our New Jersey celebration thing and be like, I got, I got famous for a minute, man, it was hard. 
That's not what I'm saying. Or at least like come up to you. Like say hi. Don't fucking take a picture and then run. It is flattering and it is kind and it makes me feel proud of how hard I've worked. But that's weird. That that element of it to go a diner for a New Jersey guy, that might as well be like a treehouse in your backyard. That's like safe harbor. Yeah. Yes. That's like Yes, you got it. That's like Lord of the Rings when they wander around and then they come upon a tavern where they can like Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch that shit, but sure, sure. Go ahead. But you know what I mean? It's like you could pass a diner on a rainy night. And if you're fucking wigging out and in your head yeah. and you pull mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. you can go sit there for a few minutes, get your shit together. Yeah, have a tea. Which brings us, Don, to our game. Okay. Of course, Don, this is what would your diner order be if you had a night like this? Yeah. Let's say that your boss, who is uh, someone who skirts the letter of the law, has tasked you with retrieving a briefcase. And <laughs> you don't even necessarily know what's in the briefcase. Um <laughs> And you have to, uh-huh. and things get weird fast. You wind up killing some college kids. Uh-huh. Um, at one point during this day, you accidentally, you, you kidnap one of those kids and actually you, you personally accidentally blows brains out while you're talking about food in Amsterdam, which is a thing you would do. Uh-huh. And you have to go to some guy's um, house to clean it up. He says a bunch of racist stuff about the dude who got killed and like mm-hmm. he tries mm-hmm. to write it off as artistic license, but it's consistent enough with him that it's getting kind of weird. And mm-hmm. you know, at some point you try to kill a boxer, but he kills you with your own gun. Uh-huh. And yeah, I mean at one point you get in like a dance contest with your boss's wife at a Johnny Rockets. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And let's let's ignore the part Is it we, fiction though is or is this nonfiction? Uh no, it's definitely fiction. It's definitely fiction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. you know, at one point maybe you're eating coconut and it's kind of, you know, you're really enjoying the pulp. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's say you don't die. Let's say that part doesn't happen to you, but you get really messed up. <laughs> and then you find yourself out on Kinder Kamak Road. Yeah, baby. River Edge Diner. Newly renovated River Edge Diner, by the way. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, good question, man. I miss the old one. I always miss the old one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm all for you, River Edge Diner. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'll always have your back. Have you heard that the Star Tavern just renovated? No. Yeah, dude. Were we talking about this? Look it up. They lost the phone booth. Oh, yes. We were talking about this. I, I was very surprised. Yes. I got to go there. Crazy. It's, like, yeah. it's yeah. like we got to go there and eat again just to make sure that things are okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Because I want to believe. I want to believe. Don, anyway. Yeah, like did you remove a kidney kind of thing? Does that phone booth like one of their kidneys? We don't yeah. know. We'll we find don't out. Know. We'll yeah. find out. But yeah, your partner wound up in some weird situation with a sword and a gimp, like the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. Oh, no, wait, maybe it was that okay. you? Oh, no, that was a couple steps away. Anyway, <laughs> what are you ordering? What are you ordering that night? Oh, man. Okay. They have this thing called like, like tricolor pasta stir fry. Okay. So <laughs> it's true. It's, I don't know what it is. Okay, Chris. <laughs> I truly don't know what it is, but they give you so much of it. It's tricolor rotini. Okay. So like green, it's, it's tricolor rotini pasta in a soy based sauce with the most tender chicken you'd have and like stir fried vegetables. Yeah. So it's like Asian, it's Italian, it's Greek. I don't know what the hell it is, but I think personally it's better sometimes like to take out cause it gets packed into that Ooh. metal container. Ooh. But the dish that they give it to you when you get it live, baby, you know, in person, it's just enormous. And I feel like after that, uh, fiction of pulp yeah, that I went yeah. through, um, 
that would be my meal because the chicken is, I have no idea how they get it that tender and yeah. the, and the veggies are just perfectly cooked, soft, easy. Eat. It's in the soy base, but it's just a pile of tricolor rotini. It makes no sense. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. Amazing. Amazing. I think it's just called like pasta stir fry or stir fried pasta or something like that. It's stir like, fried pasta. Nice. It's a diner, man. You get whatever Simple. the hell you want. You get a Don't margarita. You can get fucking anything there. <laughs> anything at a Jersey diner, man. Whatever you want. And they will never judge you. You could, honest to God, you could, dude, honest I told you, to, Thanksgiving dude, meals at 4 a.m. Never judged. Never, you could never go like, in there. Wait, and, what'd you say? Okay, hon. You got it. Don, I guarantee, and we can do an experiment with this if we want. I guarantee you could go into a New Jersey diner and, and say, I would like a, I would like a margarita and a side of creamed corn. And they'd go, all right, be right back. You got it. No problem. Not only be right back, it'll be back in 10 minutes. Like, it'll be ready soon. That's what I'm saying. Like, like get a Christmas goose. I'll take a Christmas goose and like an airplane and they'll have it for you. It'll be out back. You got it, hon. You go yeah. out back and they'll be, they'll just hold up a Christmas goose for you and, and you jump in a fucking airplane. That's, I mean, ev- yeah. anything you want at any hour of the day, yeah. they got it for you. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. I haven't even touched the desserts yet, man. I can't wait. Oh. I can't wait to dive into that or the <laughs> soups, which I've taught, which I've flirted with before. Yeah. We, I mean, uh, the diner episode of this is going to be epic someday. Epic. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Don. You're the best, yeah. and I want, again, best, everybody, if you've heard anything in this that you want to add to, dispute, if you have tips for places we should be eating, especially if you know places you love that ship nationwide, Gold Belly's been a great resource, but if you know places that ship nationwide that aren't on Gold Belly, that, that do it on their own, let us know, because that's how we're going to start getting the really local, more off-the-grid places on the show. And I, I've tracked down a couple yeah, already. We want to build some momentum I've up. tracked down a, a mm-hmm. couple already that are going to start coming down the pike after we rifle through some more of the classics. But again, 973-780-4660. We want to hear from you. We want to explore all the Jersey food we can. Don loves eating, and I think I can speak for a lot of listeners. I love listening to you talk about this stuff. I love you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks so much, man. Love you too, dude. And and I'm ready to debate shit too. And you'll never hurt my feelings if you don't love something. I, I love I love hearing all aspects and perspectives on on food. So please call and let us know, man. I'm so down to chat. I love that you say that now. But the second somebody calls you out on something, I can't wait I'll to immediately hear the amount of curses. Re- re- yeah, ream them out. <laughs> ream them out. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs>